Hey guys, it's your host, your boy, George Mackay. Today's episode was brought to you by our official sponsor, Ray Bernardo of Road Sport Chrysler. This man has been in the auto business for 25 years. Everyone that has gone to see him has saved money on every single car deal that he's made. But more than ever now, in these uncertain times, he's doing more than that. If you've got lease and financing options that are too high, give him a call. If you've got auto repairs that you just can't afford, give him a call. Ray's reaching out to give back, and he's doing that because of 25 years of experience. So be sure to give Ray and his team a call. 888-656-3013. You can also find them on Facebook and Instagram. Road Sport, Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, and Ram. Don't overpay. Buy from Ray. Now the official sponsor of Straight Talk Wrestling. What's going on, guys? Your host, your boy, George McKay, back in studio again today, pre-recorded. And I got a good one. As you all know, I'm a big fan of the NWA, big fan of the resurgence in the product and all that good stuff that was happening. But this lady is someone that when she debuted, I was all in. I was very excited to sit down and talk with her today. I'm not going to waste any more time. Please help me welcome Camille Brickhouse to Straight Talk Wrestling. How are you? Hello, hello. I'm good. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Like we just discussed before we went on air, it's raining where you are. It's raining where I am. It's a great time to be indoors and have a conversation about wrestling. Yeah, for sure. So Camille, one of my first questions is, um, when you debuted October, you know, 2018, a lot of cool things changed. You were kind of brought in as Nick Aldis's insurance policy, if you will, to make sure Brandy Rhodes didn't get involved in any shenanigans at that match. And then you progressed, you debuted with him in NWA and stuff like that. So talk to me about that whole kind of process about when you got hooked up with Nick to kind of be his insurance policy. Yeah, well, at that point, I was kind of taking a break from wrestling for a bit I didn't know if I was coming back or not and then I got a message from Dave Lagana asking you know he was just like hey are you really done with wrestling and I was kind of it a little bit so I was just like why what's up you know like what do you got for me and uh he explained that the situation that it was kind of to you know neutralize Brandy and he said like hopefully it becomes a thing it might not I can't promise you anything we're just gonna see how the chemistry is, how, what happens and how, you know, the fans react. And it just went really well. And even though people were like, who, who is that? What's going on? We could tell that they were interested in us as a, the dynamic as, you know, him basically having a female bodyguard. So uh, yeah, it just went from there. There's only one other lady that sticks out to mind with the same kind of debut set that you had very similar. And uh, that would be obviously, I'm sure you've heard the comparisons, China. China yeah. debuted much as Triple H's, you know, bodyguard, kind of the DX muscle, if you will. And mm-hmm. um, her career was, you know, while she was in wrestling, of course, her career was fantastic. Personal yeah. personal life aside, she still is, hands down, probably one of the best female entertainers in this business of all time. Oh, yeah. I mean, everybody, I mean, people, she, she's one of those people that even outside of wrestling, people know who China is. You know, it's just, she's just a figure and she stands out. So, yeah, for sure. You stand out in a lot of ways, too. And I, I loved everything that they did. I love the, um, well, she could speak for herself. And then when you would go to speak for yourself, you would just give that kind of raised eyebrow, like, I don't need to talk right now. I don't need right. to talk until I need to, because I'm going to mm-hmm. let my actions kind of, I'm going to walk the walk before I talk to talk. That's yep. the way I looked at your character. Yeah, and for I, sure. I loved everything about uh, everything about it. And most, uh, the unfortunate part is that when this fucking pandemic hit, everything kind of stonewalled all the momentum that your character had. We finally heard you speak. We heard that amazing, you know, four and a half, five minute vignette that they did. And 
the one part to me that I loved about that vignette the most was when they got the close-up shot of you and the red hair and um, you just kind of tilted your head and you're like, I'm going to ruin all of you. <laughs> and I was just like, when I watched that at home, I was like, holy shit. This <laughs> business literally just picked up. So it's unfortunate that everything kind of stole. I'm to say, picked up and then died. <laughs> yes, yes. It literally, it, it picked up and died all in like the same month. And had nothing yeah. to do with you. It was just fucking COVID. Oh, <laughs> but in terms of where they were progressing with your character, I'm not sure how much you're allowed to reveal or how much you're allowed to talk about. There was obviously going to be some matchups. You were going to run through the women's division. And then you're probably going to be matched up with Thunder Rosa for that NWA women's title. Am I right in saying that? Down the line, that was definitely something that we would have been looking at just because, I mean, at one, once we just had that little, not face off because we weren't close, but she was on the outside of the, uh, on the apron and we kind of looked at each other and had that moment and everybody wanted it. So yeah, I, I, the plan while I was, plan was we'd be first uh, NWA female main event on a pay-per-view for this new era, at least. And uh that was, I didn't know when it would happen, but it was, it was going to happen eventually. Uh, so yeah. And now it's just, I feel like we're going to, when we bring back power, it's kind of going to be starting at square one really with everything. This is how it goes. <laughs> Absolutely. Is there any kind of timeline on power? Can you kind of give us any kind of leadway on when things might start picking up again? All I know is it's coming back and we're in, we're, we're looking at, at dates now. So it's kind of right. coming back. Just, That's good. It's just a lot of, especially uh, Billy is a bit of a germaphobe anyway. So you can only imagine what, you know, this whole COVID situation. He just, we just want to make sure we have the proper protocols in place and make sure that everything's super safe if we're going to do it. So that, that's kind of what we're down to right now. Yeah. And you can see all the other companies that are, are, are still trying, plugging away. WWE, AEW, obviously they're plugging away, but there's risk factors. So many have tested positive in WWE. There yeah. has been some positive tests in you know AEW that have stolen walled storylines and that's what you don't want to happen you don't want to build this whole thing again get this train running and then god forbid somebody tests positive and then all of a sudden okay now we got to change this this has to be removed we got to pull her away got to pull him away got to add her to the mix and it just becomes a a shit show of fiasco trying to keep the storylines intact which is one of the best things that nwa does is they yeah. keep the storylines intact and that's yes. why i love the product i love that plus i love the intimate setting I love mm -hmm. that little small studio setup. I love how everything's right there. I love the promo booth in the corner. I love the whole nine yards. I mean, everything that Billy Corgan and Dave Lagana have set up over there is fantastic. Now, I know Dave has kind of stepped away from the product, but I know Billy's holding it strong. And um, I got to ask, since we're on the subject of Billy Corgan, I've watched a couple interviews you did for other sports factors when you won that award and stuff like that. Where are they now? And you actually mentioned in your, uh, I think it was Zoom or Skype uh, interview that you never listened to Smashing Pumpkins. Has oh. that since has that since changed? Have you opened the doors to the Smashing Pumpkins? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I had, I had to ask. I had to ask. <laughs> I like, uh, the one song "Disarm" and uh, I, I like that one, and that's probably that's about it. Um, just oh, are you there? There we go. We are. Yes, yes, we are. Yeah, sorry, sorry. I put my phone on Do Not Disturb, but a phone call came through somehow. Uh. So yeah, I just am not into into that genre of music that much. I respect him as an artist, and I know he has a bazillion million fans. So, you know, I'm I'm a fan of him. I just don't listen to that <laughs> that music. <laughs> what do you listen to? What are what are your your musical tastes? 
Uh, I mean, I listen to everything from Broadway musical stuff to pop to rap to hip hop to. I mean, I even uh, my fiance he listens to what I call screamo, but it's called like deathcore and stuff like that. Now sometimes that pops up on my you know gym playlist, so. I really do listen to it. the thing about like Billy's music is is um it's kind of like that era of to me I, like um just it's too it's almost like too uh, easy going or something. I need I grew up in I grew up in Durham, North Carolina, so I like soul. Like I like people that can sing, and you know it's just it's just a little bit different. That's all. That's like, right. Fair enough. Fair enough. I have appreciation for the soul music and stuff like that. I love me some rhythm and blues, some old school jazz yeah. and all that. That's the good stuff. That's yeah. the good stuff for sure. Uh, in terms of the next steps and stages for you, we've seen a couple of your NWA counterparts branching out. I mean, obviously Thunder Rosa over at AEW right now, they're kind of lending her because, I mean, she's got to represent. And mm -hmm. I've heard whispers that Zicky Dice is going to make some appearance because he's got the television title. Nick Aldis is still doing stuff with ROH and stuff like that. So mm -hmm. in terms of, if, if the strap were to go on you, I mean, if, if NWA power comes back and you are able to snag that title from Thunder Rosa, who's also a former guest of mine, she's an absolutely fantastic talent and she's a tough opponent. I've seen that chick literally take a lot of punishment and keep rolling. And same thing with you. I've seen you in a, some of your indie stuff and highlights. You, you can dish it. You can take it. So both of you in that match would be 10 stars across the board. But, <laughs> In terms of if you were to get that strap, would you, I mean, if, if things get shut down again, would you be interested in branching out and going over and, and being shared with other promotions as long as you can, you know, represent the NWA flag proudly? Oh, yeah. I mean, I think you, you said it yourself. As long as I'm representing NWA, then, then that's what it'd be better. I mean, it's better than it not being represented at all. And it just sitting at home in a closet somewhere, you know, so getting out there, showing what you got and I, I mean, I personally think it's pretty cool to do the the inter-promotion, promotional type stuff. As long as it's uh, done the right way and it doesn't get too too messy, uh, then, yeah, it's, it's cool because people can see, like, I, I hate I hate this word, dream matches that, that, they, that they've wanted to see that might not, you know, be able to happen if they weren't able to do inter-promotional, so. Yeah, dream matches is a word that we fans throw around a lot because that's a lot, what wrestling fans a do. Lot. Let me, whenever I do questions on my Instagram page, I literally will never answer those questions because it is the most annoying question in the world to me. Give me a heads up right now. Yeah. <laughs> so speaking of dream matches, no. Yeah. <laughs> uh, in, in terms of like all the impressive female talents that are in NWA, but also the fact that, like, like I said, you're very reminiscent of China. And you can mix it up with the big boys. I mean, not to throw out dream matches, but possible storyline, let's say. Can we go with that? That's a fair thing, possible storyline. Okay. If the opportunity came to have, you know, a shot at the NWA world title. I mean, we're talking Nick Aldis or whoever holds it at the time. And I think you can mix it up with Nick or anybody else. I've seen you push Nick. I've seen you get right up in Nick's face. And like I said, you're a fantastic human being. You seem like a sweetheart. But when that face hits that, you know the face I'm talking about, that Camila like resting, resting biatch kind of face. Uh -huh. If something came up that you could ha potentially have a match with Nick, would that be something that you would definitely do? Or even whoever's holding the title at the time? Honestly, no. Just because I feel like NWA is a bit old school and I'll probably get heat for saying this and whatever, but I personally don't 
don't want to really get into that whole like intergender world just because I think a lot of people kind of use it as a crutch and use it to show like, oh, I, you know, I'm, I, I can do this too. And I'm just like, to me, I don't need to do that to prove that I'm a badass woman. And um, if if it were like a mixed tag or something like that, I would be totally down, but just a one-on-one match in the, in, in the NWA setting, I don't think that uh, that would really go with our product. So no, I, I completely agree with you on that. I just had to throw out the, uh, I tried to do the dream match thing, but spin it. I've had that right. match in my head a couple of times, but I didn't <laughs> want, I didn't want to get you angry with the dream match question. So the women in, in the NWA, I mean, you've had, you had that one debut match against, I think she was a jobber. I can't even really remember her name right now, but it was the same match where the vignette took Maddie place. Maddie Max. Maddie Max. Yes. And it was, I mean, right. she's awesome. Yes. And you decimated her completely handled your business quite easily. And then we saw that awesome vignette that I'm talking about. And anybody that's, that doesn't know what we're speaking about right now can go back to the NWA channel on YouTube. They can see it all. That vignette is absolutely badass. I mean, just the, the face at the end, like I said, guys, the close up, I will ruin you. Yeah, it was great. But um, with all the other women coming up, I mean, Thunder Rosa, that's definitely the end peak of the mountain, but you would have to run through Melina. You would have to run through, you know, Sienna, Allison K. You would have to run through Marty Bell. There is literally a, an amazing crop of females over there. Looking at the rest of the wrestling world, I mean, if you were to mix it up with any other promotion, is there any other female in any other promotion that you're, you, you would be exciting at working with if the opportunity came and you had the NWA strap on you? Like anybody that you'd be interested in definitely getting into the ring with and mixing it up? Not a dream match, just somebody you'd like to work with. Well, I always just think about money <laughs> and uh, a big time money match. If it was someone not in NWA, I'd say I uh, like Rhea Ripley just because, I mean, she has a lot of buzz right now and she's another big girl. And I, it's, I actually don't really like big girl on big girl because I, I you know, I like the kind of like underdog story, stuff like that. I think that those are the most interesting matches, but for some reason fans, they want to see two, two biggins go at it. <laughs> and so I think that that would be um, uh, an interesting match. And I think that it would, you know, do a lot of buzz. Absolutely. And yeah, as wrestling fans, we've kind of been trained for the juggernauts of the, you know, square. Right. I mean, you think of all the big time greats, Andre the Giant, Hulk Hogan, the immovable mm-hmm. force meets the immovable object, all that kind of stuff. The build is always there. So as wrestling fans, we're drawn towards that. That's just natural ability. In, right. terms of, in terms of everything that's going on over there right now with COVID, I mean, here where I am in Toronto, the numbers, they're spiking consistently. We, we've locked down things. We're back in certain stages. But over there in the U.S., there's a lot of great things that are happening because there's a lot of indie shows that are happening here and there. I've noticed a couple of your tweets and, and all the stuff that you're kind of promoting when you're not promoting like the NWA. So in terms of over there with the indie shows, are all the protocols in place? Is the safety first there for the performers? Well, I haven't worked an independent yet, like a straight up independent. What I worked, uh, the, the only thing I've worked so far is Primetime Live. And yeah, we had uh, the COVID testing come to our room, got a finger prick, got our results back in 15 minutes. So all, and we had to wear a mask backstage and everything until we went, you know, to go actually work. Uh, so, I mean, everything there was was in check. I can't speak for anything else because I haven't worked anything else yet. So I guess we'll see. <laughs> Absolutely. And the protocols in place are the most important thing, especially for you guys, performers, as much as we, the fans, we miss it and we love it. We have to take in your health and your safety first over our own, because if you're not there to perform, 
then we have nothing to watch. Right. And that's, that's the worst part about it is I couldn't go a day without wrestling. I'd lose my fucking mind. I really <laughs> would. I absolutely would. Um, so yesterday we were actually supposed to sit down and we couldn't because you had to take your fiance to the airport. Congratulations on that. So Thank spinning you. spinning it into um, uh, personal questions, uh, the wedding. How's that going? Planning? I mean, obviously it's all changed right now with everything, but you have a lot more time on your hands since you haven't really done too much. So other than working out, you probably have a lot of wedding plans that are kind of coming forward now a little bit. Yes? No, not at all. I'm, just, I'm, <laughs> I'm like the least like girly girl planner ever when it comes to that sort of thing. I've never been like the dream wedding kind of girl. Uh, and we're not planning on getting married until like 2022 anyway, because with all this stuff going on, he, he has family in the UK. So with all this stuff going on, there's really no point in planning it right now. And then having to get stressed out because the time's coming close and they might still be in a lockdown and blah, blah, blah. So the year we're, we're not even looking at next year. We're looking at 2022. And so I'm, I'm thinking I'll start looking into planning around like summer of next year. Okay. That's fair. You got to put your feet up and have your time. So what have you been doing really much to kind of monopolize your time? I mean, working out, obviously, uh, all, I mean, if anybody follows your Instagram and see all the, the, the awesome photos that you, you and your fiance are taking, I mean, how like Jack, you look like I look at your legs and I'm like, damn, like, I, I wish I had that kind of muscle tone. Bodybuilding competition. I don't look like that anymore, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, just working out, trying to, you know, stay fit. And I also, I got my real estate license, which actually just went active because the whole process of it turning active and stuff is annoying in itself, but just went active today. So I'm going to start putting a lot of uh, time and effort into real estate. That's fantastic. I mean, always, always good to have a backup plan and do something like that. I would definitely buy a house from you just because I was being intimidated to shit by this house. Okay. I'll do it. Yeah. Everybody listening. Kaylee Farmer, the wrestling realtor on Facebook. Check it out. Cause I just made my page today and that's my, my thing. My well, wrestling. I'm, I'm going to go follow you right now. I'll follow you when we're done the interview. I'm going to go follow you as long as you in turn help your, help your favorite podcast host out now. And you, uh, you follow straight talk wrestling on all the socials. If you could do that for me, that would be amazing. I got you. All right. Perfect. Perfect. So going forward into, I mean, we could talk all about dream matches, impossible storylines and stuff like that and, and big money matches and all those kinds of things. But what's the one thing? Hey, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on one second. Cause, cause I'm okay. Are you there? Yes. I'm just making sure. But so my fiance is, is, is back out on the road and sending stuff. And then I'm making sure that he's, I forgot to tell him I was doing a podcast and I think he just landed and I'm making sure he's not freaking out. Like, what? Well, well, are you okay? So, <laughs> sorry. That's okay. No problem. So in terms, like in terms of everything that like we could talk storylines, all that kind of stuff all day long, but in terms of, of wrestling and, and what you haven't been able to do, and it's something that you obviously enjoy or else you wouldn't be doing it. What's what's one of the, or possibly two things that you miss not being around wrestling consistently like you were before the pandemic? Well, I think, and I mean, an important thing is just the, um, the confidence in the ring because the more you do it, the more fun it is because it's, it's easier to put together a match. It's easier to do the match. You know, you just kind of get, find a groove. So not really having that groove is scary is not the word, but is a bit off-putting just because every time it's just like you haven't done it forever and it's like riding a bike, but it's not, you know? <laughs> so uh, I miss, I miss that and just having that confidence, like, okay, let's go in there. And then uh, just 
the camaraderie backstage, really. I mean, we have a great group of guys and girls back there. So just being able to, you know, have some girl time and chill and talk and everything like that. And obviously miss that. For sure. I, that's understandable. I mean, not being able to see everybody on a consistent basis and also ring rust is a real thing for people who don't know and have never done it. It is a legitimate thing. If you're not in the ring and you're hitting the ropes and all that stuff, if you're working every couple of days or like you have not been working at all lately, it's hard. Once you get back in the ring to get that rhythm and everything again, and that timing, it's going to take a while. It doesn't just, you know, come back like a bike. It, it really does take some time to get back into the shape. So, mm -hmm. I mean, anybody that doesn't know you and know your history, I mean, you were a fantastic softball player. You rocked out football for a little bit, uh, the bodybuilding stuff, wrestling. But I want to talk about the bodybuilding stuff for a second. So, like I said, those pictures that you said, you don't look like that anymore. But, I mean, you still look pretty damn toned to me. So, still intimidating nonetheless. In terms of uh, the bodybuilding stuff, how, how, was, how was the pre preparation for that? Because I've never really spoken to anybody in the bodybuilding world. So, when you're preparing for something like that, what – what is involved in all the preparation for that? Well, if you're going to do it and you want to actually be successful, you need to get a coach. So coach is going to do everything from sending you your training plans in the gym to your food. Now, when it comes to dieting down for a competition like this, diet is the most important thing ever. Like this training is yeah, a little bit of, you still need to work hard in the gym, but it's all diet. So uh, most people do like 16 week preps. I made the decision to do it because I just was one day it was like quarantine weight was kind of coming on a little bit. And I one night I just had a big blowout and I was like, I'm sorry for cussing, but I have to here. I was like, fuck it. I'm just going to do a show because I need a reason to I need a goal. And I like having goals with timelines on them. So I was like, I need a goal. I'm going to text a coach that I used to work with when I lived in Florida. I just texted him. I was like, hey, I want to do a show. What, what, what show can we do? And uh, I was 13 weeks out at that point And. Uh, you just kind of send in your weight and your updated pictures, like maybe send pictures once a week when you're a few weeks out to your coach. He looks at you, you know, messes around with the food intake a little bit and the training plan a little bit. And every week you're just, it's, I mean, it's a 24-7 job because the food thing is 24-7. You're always thinking about, and it's every two and a half hours or so that you're eating something and you're having to measure out every single little bit so it's it's a job it's a 24 7 job so what was like what was the diet restricted to is there it was there any restrictions or were you pretty much allowed to eat whatever you wanted to but oh in hell no <laughs> <laughs> absolutely not no uh in the morning usually have like some eggs and oatmeal like i said all of this is measured out but i'm not gonna get in deep into that but uh then like chicken rice potato uh lean beef and some veggies here and there. Wow. Okay. Fantastic. And did your fiance not so much join with you, but was he kind of? Yeah, because he, he wanted a, he wanted a, so I set up a photo shoot for the day after just so we can, so he could also have, you know, a goal to shoot for too. And um, cause that would be, I mean, uh, that's why you see a lot of bodybuilders. They, if they're dating someone, usually it's another bodybuilder because if, if your partner is eating shit all the time and you're trying to eat healthy, that's basically impossible. That's just, uh, that, that is just killing yourself and the, just torture. So yeah, we both kind of did it together. He basically ate the same types of foods I ate, but he didn't obviously like measure everything out so meticulously. So that was only difference, but yeah, he was dieting with me pretty much. 
That's awesome. When you have that, when you have that, you know, support system that yeah. helps you work harder because while you're sitting there and you're proportioning everything out, he's not scarfing down, you know, like a steak and mashed potatoes and, and all that kind of good stuff. Right. And you're sitting well, there. Going, but me and him both had real bad sweet tooth. So that, that was the, you know, as long as he wasn't sitting there eating chocolate and stuff in front of me, we're good. Okay. So let's, let's spend sweet tooth for a second. Cause I got a sweet tooth too. So when you're on the road and you're, you know, when you were going from show to show or going NWA stuff like that, what was the one thing sweet tooth wise? I mean, there's a million things. There's, there's candy bars, there's chips, there's cakes, donuts, all kinds of danishes, all kinds of stuff. What was the one thing that if you could get your hands on it, you would anytime. Donuts. Donuts. Okay. And a particular brand of donuts, Krispy Kreme. uh... Uh, Definitely. I mean, Krispy Kreme over Dunkin' for sure. But if I could find like a little mom and pop place, I would rather go there. Um, so it's between donuts for like midday type stuff. If it's like late night, usually it's like a chocolate chip cookie. Nice. Nice. Do you have a brand of chocolate chip cookie that you, your go-to or no? No, just not a good, a good hot one. I don't, I don't, nothing cold or old. Okay. (laughs) Hot, not cold, not old. Perfect. 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 And what, like, what else, like food wise, I mean, since we're on the subject, now you're making me hungry, by the way, thanks. I just ate, but now I'm getting hungry again. Um, what, what kind of things do you like to eat? If you're not obviously dieting and, and working towards the goal of bodybuilding, what, what are some of your favorite foods? I like sushi. Okay. Uh, and people were like, what's your favorite cheat meal? And I said sushi. And they're like, oh, that's healthy. Uh, y'all are tripping because a sushi, uh, American sushi <laughs> is not healthy. There's like cream cheese and all this crap in it. But yeah, I like sushi. Um, I like pizza occasionally if it's, if it's good pizza or I'm just really craving it. I'm a big like carboholic. So all the carbs, all the carbs anymore. Yeah. I'm also a carboholic too. And I have the body mass to prove that I love my, my carbs as well. So that's good. That's good. Um, in terms of when power gets back and if we have to start these storylines up again, do you think Billy's going to go right into the mix with you and Thunder Rosa, or are we going to work our way through the women's division to get to Thunder Rosa? I would hope that I have to work for it. I don't think, you know, I want to, I want to prove myself. I want to have a few more matches to show, you know, a little bit more of what I can do. I think it'd be kind of weird to go straight into like a 15, 20 minute title match (laughs) um, without, you know, straight from a squash match basically to that is a a bit weird. So I, I would like to have a few more matches and just kind of mix it up with a few more people first. Absolutely. I think it would probably, if I was Billy, if I'm in his mindset, I would probably go uh, Marty Bell first, Melina, definitely Sienna. And then I would probably make the jump to uh, Thunder Rosa after that, for sure. I think you've got to work your way through those ranks for sure. But um, in terms of your, like your, I mean, I I can't really put a timeline or a goal on it, but you said you are a goal-oriented person. So I'll throw this question out there. In five years, where does Camille want to be? Oh, I want to be in a house that I bought with my fiance and dog and sipping some coffee on the back porch. This may be screened in, hopefully. Let's let's screen that thing in. Fenced in backyard. That's what I want. I want to be selling a whole bunch of houses. So like at the point where like if I want to go on vacation and I buy a plane ticket, I don't got to like worry about my bank account. You know, I can just I can just buy it. Cause I don't want to be filthy, stinking rich. I want to be that, that kind of, you know, wealthy where I can just get a plane ticket if I want to. And wrestling wise, I just want to help a company grow and get eyes on it. I mean, that's it. That's, 
that's doing your job. I mean, as an individual, you know, type of sport or job or whatever you want to call it. But at the same time, you are hired by a company. So how you, how to me, how you prove that you're doing your job right, whether you have a title, whether you have whatever, is you help get eyes on that company and help bring people to, to watch it and help people stay there. So that's, that's what I want to be doing. Absolutely. I think that's a great mindset to have. And I think with NWA, you are in the right spot. I think, like I said, I'm a big fan of that. I was a big fan of the NWA before it went away. And now that it's back or was back before the fucking COVID ruined everything. We can just talk about, we can just talk for an hour about how COVID ruined everything. No, but uh, I think that's the best place for you. And I think that's definitely a place where, I mean, there's a lot of opportunity and potential to grow. And I think that when, and if the time comes and they, and the strap is on you, I definitely see you destined for a very long and healthy title run. I don't see it just being, you know, three or four months. I see it being consistent and I see there being great back and forth. Like I almost can't wait for her to drop it just so you guys can have, you know, Camille Brickhouse versus Thunder Rosa too to go back for her to try to get it back. I mean, in terms of matches though, stipulation matches, if, if you and Thunder Rosa, when you get there, were to do a best of three where you won and then maybe she won again and then it was that final kind of rubber match. Would the and if a stipulation was evolved, say maybe a ladder match or you know false count anywhere Iron Woman match, would that be something that you would be interested in as well? No. No. So just a straight up match. Yeah, I'm not. Uh, I'm not a uh, uh, crazy. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, daredevil person. I don't want to be climbing no ladders. I, I don't want to be using sharp objects. Uh, I, I got a regular job too. So uh, yeah, I'm, I'm good on that. I'd rather just, like I said, I mean, I don't know. I, I'm just, I, I'm old school and I feel like I got, I do stuff in a way that other people don't. And so when I do my matches, I want to be able to show that and a whole bunch of, it can be done right. Like if it was a, if it was like a street fight type thing, that'd probably be the only type of thing that I would do is like a, like a street fight. Um, but going to outside with, you know, ladders and like, no, 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 no. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. No, I can see you're just like, no, Sorry, that's a disappointing answer to everybody, but I'm just keeping it real. No, uh, it's not a disappointing answer at all. It's, it's the honest <laughs> answer. And that's what I appreciate here on Straight Talk because we are straight up. And while we're talking about Straight Talk, I got to shout out my sponsor because if it wasn't for him, you and I wouldn't be sitting down talking. So shout out to Ray Bernardo, Rhodes Boy Chrysler. Don't overpay. Buy from Ray. He helped hook this up. And it's been a great conversation so far. So we got about another 15 minutes or so to go. But in terms of, uh, you mentioned your dog. I also have a dog. Now, your dog's probably way bigger than my dog, but she's a little Maltese, but yay big. My wife and daughters picked her out. She's cute. She bites my hands and my feet and my ankles and annoys me sometimes, but she's all right. But what kind of dog do you and your fiance have? So I have uh, an Akita and she's all white and she's beautiful and she's my service dog. So she goes with me everywhere. Fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah. Those are, those are gorgeous, gorgeous dogs for sure. Yeah. 100%. She was a, smaller than most American Akitas. She's about, uh, 60 pounds instead of a hundred because she was the runt of her litter. So she's like the perfect size for, for us. Oh, that's fantastic. That's fantastic. Yeah. And, um, you, uh, you mentioned, uh, you know, down the line home with your, with your fiance, then obviously five years from now would be your husband yeah. and your dog. Uh, any plans for little ones running around in the near future in that five-year plan, maybe five years. I don't know about five years. Uh, I don't know. I have, I go back and forth with that a lot, actually, just, I think, 
the climate of today's world makes it a bit tough to be super excited about bringing a kid into it. So I, I mean, I used to, I, I worked with kids for the longest time and I, and I love kids, but as far as having my own, like I said, right now, it's definitely not off the table, but uh, it's not, it doesn't seem like an exciting thing right now with the way the world's uh, going. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. There's a lot of, obviously, you know, we got the pandemic to worry about, but also a lot of social and economical issues. Plus you've got, you know, big election coming up between two very similar yet different opponents. I mean, I could talk all day about how bad Canadian politics is. I don't want to get into it, but the, the, we'll leave politics off the table for sure. But it sounds like you have a great support system around you. You've got that fantastic dog. You've got your, your fiance who sounds like a fantastic human being. Uh, what about family support, mom and dad? Are they supportive of the, the bodybuilding, the wrestling? I mean, they've always been supportive of your sports. I can tell that from the get-go, but are they supportive of everything else that you've been doing? Oh yeah, they're my biggest fans. Um, I've probably been been spoiled by their support because you know, <laughs> like they, they try to come to everything they can. And my, my dad likes to retweets every, even like, even like my pictures where they're, I'm trying to have like a sexy picture. He, he's just so supportive. Of it. He'll just retweet it. Like whatever I do, just support, retweet, like everything, you know, <laughs> like they just support everything I do. So, uh, and they know that I'm a smart girl and I make good decisions. So I think that helps them. Absolutely. Absolutely. You've made a lot of great decisions so far from everything that you've done in the wrestling career that I've seen. Plus the sports. I got to ask, though, I got to go back to that vignette because that vignette's my favorite. You talked a lot about your softball career and everything that kind of happened. Was a lot of that stuff that you said really true that parents would keep their own stats? Oh, all that. I wrote that uh, whole promo myself. So, yes, that's all true. Wow. That's that's what what kind of parents would do that? Parents hated me. They, they just, yeah, because I don't know. I took the spotlight away from their kids or took playing time away from their kids. And, you know, everyone thinks their kids are the best at that age and they're just probably not. So. Wow. That's insane. I mean, I, I mean, sometimes you can always tell some things have been beefed up or padded out to, to sound good on, on air, but that, if that, that happened to you, that's insane. Good for you for rising above that though. It must've been a challenge though, when you had all these people kind of hoping you would fail. Well, it, like, one story that wasn't put on there because I mean I said a few quite a few things um a couple of stories on there is I I got in a fight with the girl on my team uh, in high school in the locker room because her parents were were yelling bad things uh in the stands and I was and I was the team captain so I was sticking up for all of you know the girls and I ended up having to fight the girl and then when I was young uh they wanted to check my bat and open it up because they thought there was like rubber balls inside of it because I was hitting it too hard and basically to stay in the league they they said that um I would have to start hitting left-handed <laughs> yeah like crazy crazy stuff and so that's why I've always kind of been a bit of a um a tomboy because it, I was just like all right so it's not like I don't get along with girls, but you gotta, you gotta think if I grew up like that and there's always being a problem and I, you know, then that's kind of a mindset like, Oh, well, these people aren't going to like me anyway. So fuck it. <laughs> Keep it 100. No, for sure. But that's, I, I, I feel bad for you that you went through it, but it sounds like you rose above it. And it sounds like, again, that a great support system around you helped you get past all of it anyways. Yeah. I just, and I just let, and I mean, that's why, the character I mean I'm pretty talkative and stuff like that so that part of it the character's uh not me but 
the part that is me is I've always been like a lion doesn't have to say they're a lion. Someone doesn't, I, and especially in wrestling, it just drives me crazy. People are putting themselves over all the time. And I've never had to do that because I always let my stats speak for themselves and what I, my accomplishments speak for themselves. So I've never been that type of person. And I, I in wrestling, especially nowadays, it almost kind of helps if you're that type of person. It really does because the fans eat it up for some reason. But I just can't be. That's not me. Absolutely. One hundred percent. And, um, you know, speaking of, of, of social and economical issues and stuff like that, not to get again too political, but there was a movement at the start of this whole pandemic as well, the speaking out movement and mm-hmm. about everything that was kind of coming to light about backstage politics and what was kind of going on back there. And um, it was great to see everybody coming forward and and making wrestling great again by getting rid of all those bad eggs. Were mm-hmm. you, I mean, some of those wrestlers that were outed out, uh, you probably worked with at shows, you probably knew, you probably had conversations with at one point or another. Was there anyone that you were shocked about when some of the stories broke of what was going on? No, I didn't really, to be honest with you, I didn't keep up with any of that. No? I, no. Uh, it's, it's just a lot of... Uh, that kind of stuff if you try to be too involved and keep up with everything like that it can just give you a headache like if i if i'm not do if i'm not promoting something or like doing something in the wrestling world i try to just kind of stay out of the wrestling world to be honest with you because it could be a toxic place so i can't even tell you who got caught out i mean i'm sure that's like i said i'll get heat for saying that but i don't know no and that's and that's fine there's nothing wrong with that if you if you kept it to the side and like you said if you're not if you weren't doing anything with wrestling at the time you stay out of it. You kind of pick your bag up at the door. You go to work. You come home. When you come home, you're 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 there with your significant other. You're there with your dog. You're doing that stuff, and then you go back to work the next day. That's how yeah. life really should be. That, that's how I that's how I do it. So <laughs> you do it 100 percent correct. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, one final question. Two final questions. Actually, maybe, and we'll wrap it up. In terms of uh, the spear, I, I love the way you do the spear. The spear is, is one of the most devastating moves if done right. There's obviously a few spears that rank up there. So when you were looking for the finisher that kind of cemented who you were as a wrestler, was there other options you looked at before you settled on the spear? No. Uh, since I played football and my my gimmick when I first started the Indies was a football player, I just it only made sense. And that's why I tell people, too, I was like, I don't really do a spear because some people are like, oh, well, shit, blah, blah, blah. but I, I tackle a bitch. That's all. That's what I do. It's, it's a very just form technique tackle, a football tackle. So that's what it is. And if you don't like it, then, oh, well, that's what I do. Nah, there's nothing wrong with that. Was there? Um, uh, and obviously, I mean, you're I mean, your your last name is Brickhouse Powerhouse. It's all there. It's it's very plain to see. Uh, is there any other things that when you do get back into the ring and when, you know, power returns, is there anything you're looking to up your repertoire with? Or are you looking to maybe? Yeah, I got a thing. I got a couple things in my, in my, up my sleeve right now. So. Okay. I'm not going to say what they are, but yeah. Of course. That's I was hoping for a straight talk exclusive, but I could see by the che- the Cheshire cat grin on your face. I'm not going to get it. That's fine. I understand. <laughs> I understand. No problem. And um, one final question. If there is a young, you know, boy or girl watching this interview and they are a big fan of yours and they kind of, because everybody looks up to an idol at one point or another, if they are looking up to you and they say, man, I love what she's doing, or I really want to kind of go that route, what kind of advice would you, pa- I haven't asked this question forever, but I feel like you would give an awesome answer because you're 100% real and honest, and I appreciate that. What kind of advice would you pass on to that young fan? It's kind of a bit of two parts, but I think they're both important. One it is 
respect the people above you and who have been there and done that, but at the same time, know your worth. You know, there's a, there's a fine line between paying your dues and getting taken advantage of. So I think that you got to kind of find that line and, and be able to, to, to sell yourself and sh- show people what you got and, and, you know, think of yourself very highly and, and have a high value without coming across as like you're owed something. So, I mean, that's, that's kind of, everyone's going to find a different way of doing that, but I think that's super important. And also, especially in wrestling, to have something going on in your life outside of wrestling because it's it, the thing about wrestling is there's no more rocks or Steve Austin's or anybody like that where you're on top and people know your name all the time it is it is a literally it's just a ferris wheel and if you're in a big time program you might be on top everybody might be talking about you at that moment but as soon as that program's over you're back going going to the bottom of the ferris wheel people might forget your name people might forget you freaking exist but guess what's going to happen? You're going to get to the top of the Ferris wheel again. So you just got to be able to ride everything with the ebb and flows. And what helps is having stuff outside of wrestling going for you. So I think that's super important. And I knew that you were going to give a, a classy answer and you did. So bravo on that. And <laughs> when this episode drops, it'll be very close to Christmas. It'll also be very close to the end of 2020, which a lot of us would like to see end rather quickly. Yeah. In terms of, I mean, I don't know if you celebrate Christmas. I'm sure you do. In terms of Christmas, is there a special gift you're looking forward to? Because maybe when the fiance, if he's watching this interview, we can help give him some hints. Uh, we're going to be in the UK for Christmas as long as, you know, they're, they're about to go into another lockdown. So hopefully that's over by the time we get we get over there. But we're going to be there for about three weeks because you got to quarantine for two. And we really want to see his family. So, I mean, it's just going to, as long as we have a week to enjoy over there, that's going to be the best Christmas gift. Just enjoy be able to see his family and enjoy the sights and, and tastes because they have lots of delicious chocolate over there so yeah we don't do because because we buy uh, tickets to go over there and it's quite expensive we don't do christmas gifts for one another or so that's our christmas gift you know is, is going over there and, and it's great i really enjoy my time over there so looking absolutely, forward to it absolutely sounds like it'll be a fantastic time and i hope you guys do get over there and i hope it's safe and i hope everybody's happy and healthy and i hope you have a kick-ass christmas uh thank you so much today for the time i'm completely honored to have you on the show like i said i'm a big fan and now that you've at least you gave me one exclusive that you told me the power we're looking at dates so it's coming and yeah. i can hold i can hold on to that and yes. i have that little bit of hope so if there's anybody out there in the world that's stupid enough to not be following you on the socials go ahead shout out your socials so i already told you about my real estate page on facebook that's kaylee farmer the wrestling realtor on facebook and on Instagram, I am Camille with a K, Brick House. And on Twitter, I'm uh, Camille Brick because there wasn't enough room for Brick House. So I'm just at Camille Brick on Twitter. Awesome. Fantastic. And guys, you already know my socials because I'm a glutton for self-promotion at underscore Straight Talk on Twitter, Straight Talk Wrestling on Facebook and on Instagram. I'm going to go follow the uh, Real- Realtor page right after <laughs> we hang up this phone call. And I hope to see some follows from you on your end. Say hello to your fiance for me. All the best. And when you tell Billy, when you see Billy again, maybe pass on a message for me that I am a Smashing Pumpkins fan. And I do do love his work. I absolutely do love his work. All right. Sounds good. All right. You take care. Enjoy the rest of your evening. And thank you so much for the time today. All right. Thank you. Appreciate it. Bye-bye. Hey guys, it's your host, your boy, George Mackay. Today's episode was brought to you by our official sponsor, Ray Bernardo of Road Sport Chrysler. This man has been in the auto business for 25 years. 
everyone that has gone to see him has saved money on every single car deal that he's made. But more than ever now, in these uncertain times, he's doing more than that. If you've got lease of financing options that are too high, give him a call. If you've got auto repairs that you just can't afford, give him a call. Ray's reaching out to give back, and he's doing that because of 25 years of experience. So be sure to give Ray and his team a call, 888-656-3013. You can also find them on Facebook and Instagram. Road Sport, Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, and Ram. Don't overpay. Buy from Ray. Now the official sponsor of Straight Talk Wrestling. Thank you for listening. Tune in next week for another episode on Spreaker, Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, and iHeartRadio. Also follow us on Facebook at Straight Talk Wrestling, on Instagram at Straight Talk Wrestling, and on Twitter at underscore Straight Talk. And for all our merchandise, you can search us on ProWrestlingTees.com. Hey.